Good morning, good morning, 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Can only mean the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. I'm your host, Reverend Mitchell L. E. Kenna Johnson. And I'm your co-host, Adia Hayden. Welcome back to the second greatest city on the planet. I said the planet, right? Yeah, you I know, met, I met the country. City. I met second the country. City. I met the country. I met the country. And uh, so you were in New York. Uh, no, I was not. Actually. But you said you were past, in the greatest city in the country. This past weekend. I New was York, in New York, so nice they made it twice. The home of the 10 and 1 greatest record in the one. National Football League. No, Philadelphia no, no, Eagles. No, I was in Philadelphia. No. You know, the problem with you Gen Z people is it's not that you can't remember, it's you don't have the memory. Because if you did, you'd be talking about the Miami Dolphins, the only team in the history of the National Football League to actually go undefeated from preseason to Super Bowl. Now, here is a fact that's not going to be Philadelphia's record because you already got the big L. And you're playing the Bengals coming up, right? No, sir. We're playing the Titans. Is that better or worse for you guys? I don't know, but hey, we're better than the Dolphins today. So yes, we honor and remember well, our ancestors and go to and think about where we came from. But lest oh we forget goodness. where we are today. Speaking and of where we where came we from, are now. Speaking of where we came from, uh, it seems the forty. Sixth president is that is that what what, what uh mm-hmm. Donald Trump yeah, has announced his campaign for the office of the president and the platform upon which he is running is to dismantle and remove or do away with the United States Constitution. Now let me just be clear: he's running for a constitutional office, and unless I'm mistaken, my eighth grade civics class says the president takes an oath to protect the Constitution from all foes, both foreign and domestic. How can you protect what you want to do away with? Well, he's not saying he wants to protect the Constitution at all. Quite the opposite. He, he wants to go in and dismantle it. But interesting that he's going to let the system exist. That's how he's rising to power and then allegedly do away with it, which sounds buzzy, you know, to a lot of his base and people who listen to sound bites and short things that he says, you know, make America great again. Let's do away with the Constitution. Some kind of hot topic things but there there isn't a real plan um and i I don't see the end of the constitution at the hands of donald j trump but you know he also had a coup so who knows what he has in store and 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 he got the white boy definition of law which is it don't apply to him Mm -hmm. stand on the middle of times square and shoot somebody and be all right and so far, he's proven that, you know, it's all about the money. Ain't a thing funny. Hey, speaking of presidents, let's go ahead and give a hand clap of applause, if you don't mind, for President Joe Biden. Yes, there's enough to be unhappy about, but look what this man has accomplished. Do you know the Inflation Act is the only legislation of its ilk that not only brought down costs, reduced the deficit, and made billionaires pay their fair share of taxes, so much so that we actually have climate change in marginalized communities. How about that? Mm-hmm. And as our great friend of the program, um, President Tony Preckwinkle hey, 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 hey. has said, the Democrats have a problem with communicating their good work. And if this slew of bills and legislation is coming down, um, but we don't always hear about the wins and the good things going on, because that's not as news catching as some of the losses or highly contentious moments. But, you know, there are some good things going on in Washington, D.C. right now. How about President Joe Biden's intentionality in improving health care for veterans? You know, you, you make a good point about Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle talking about the problem with our Democratic legislators Mm -hmm. and executives is they don't do a great job with messaging. Think about this. The Illinois Black Legislative Caucus put forward a plan of action, and our engineer knows this well, um, and then they were successful in getting every point of their agenda enacted into law. Mm Mm-hmm. 
How about that? And that only um, happens with politicking and working with folks, as we like to say, across the aisle. Um, and having some gumption to keep what you want in those bills. Because when you get into politicking, when you get into um, these discussions about, you know, one side wants this, another side wants that, we make compromises. The Democrats tend to be pretty good with the compromises, but sometimes it's essential to stand your ground um, and stick up for what needs to be in that bill. Speaking of standing your ground, we have as our guest on today... Illinois State Representative from the 5th District. That's Lamont Lamont J. Robinson, Jr. Representative Robinson, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And uh, good morning to your viewers on this beautiful Sunday morning. Amen. This beautiful, chilly Sunday morning. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) It's only 19 degrees. That's I mean, great. That's a heat wave. Mm-hmm. Man, welcome to the show, um, Representative Robinson. This is your first time on the show, so welcome to the first time. You know, it, it is slow, Representative, because the hand clap audience is really, like, getting warm. They're taking off the gloves, yep. clapping their hands, and putting their gloves back on. <laughs> For those in our listening, um, we can't view you because you're not in studio yet. Um, tell us a little about your journey. You you had to do something before the residents of the 5th District um, found you as their representative. What was your previous journey? What did it look like? So I am a 15-year uh, Allstate insurance agent. Um, and I'm also, uh, uh, I guess I can say, a eight year veteran of City College of Chicago. All right. Uh, I taught business courses at, at uh, Olive Harvey and uh, Daily. I taught business marketing, business management, and I also spent eight years uh, running a mentoring program called Kappa Leadership Institute of Chicago where we have sent hundreds of young men to colleges all across the country. Uh, we worked out of Kenwood High School, and uh, we worked with high schoolers, uh, young African-American men uh, from high schools all across the city of Chicago. Uh, and so uh, small business owner, educator, running a mentoring program, and then also served on uh, economic development board called Quad Community Development Corporation uh, that uh, does economic development in the fourth ward, uh, the majority of the fourth ward, and some of the third ward. Uh, we built shops and lofts at 47th and Cottage Grove, where we have retail as well as affordable housing. So those are things that uh, I uh, did prior to me being in the Illinois General Assembly. I have a question for you. This Kappa Leadership Institute, when I see the word Kappa, the first thing that comes to mind is Indiana University. Is there any association? Absolutely. Uh, Kappa Alpha Psi was founded in 1911 at the great Indiana University. You're exactly correct. Now, you know, it, it takes a good sigma to help the good story get out, and I help you with that. Um, one of the things that I, I regularly uh, find myself being very... Um, admirable of is music in the background tells me it's time to remind our listening audience that it's time for uh, everyone to be reminded this is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. Our guest is State Representative Lamont J. Robinson Jr. And we'll be right back after this short station break. Starting a job search? In need of training to get new skills? Are you an employer looking for a great hire? The Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership can help. We're the umbrella organization for the largest publicly funded workforce development system in the nation, serving Chicago and Cook County. Our network consists of more than 90 community-based organizations that can offer you the assistance you need at no cost. Make the call. Dial 1-800-720-2515. 
or visit shycookworks.org. Find the connection you need. YWCA Metropolitan Chicago has partnered with a global manufacturing company seeking to fill open positions in their south suburban location. No experience required. If interested, contact 773-902-8989. Email cbcf at ywcachicago.org. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. With us is the Illinois State Representative from the 5th District, Lamont J. Robinson, Jr. Welcome back, Representative Robinson. Thank you. I am uh, glad to be here, uh, as you mentioned, on this beautiful Sunday morning, uh, this beautiful 19-degree Sunday morning. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I want to um, comment on is the origin of Kappa Alpha Psi in Indiana University is distinguishable from every other fraternity in the Divine Nine. Um, now, all y'all who want to know what the Divine Nine is, go on Google. It'll, it'll help you out because it's always good when you're learning by going to get the information yourself. And that is on this on this wise, Representative. Um, the history, if I'm not mistaken, is the Indiana wasn't really friendly to African Americans. And at Indiana University, African American males would not allow your brethren to leave the campus by themselves because they might not make it back home. So therein lies, in addition to education, uh, well, scholarship and fellowship, um, it was survival ship from Kappa Alpha Psi because you brothers was getting lynched and all kinds of stuff going on. And that is the origin in part of Kappa Alpha Psi. Am I mistaken with that? My Sigma brother, you are 120 percent correct uh, that uh, that brought us together to be able to create our historic fraternity uh, that uh, uh, Indiana University that we know the state of Indiana still struggles to this day. So m- many of your viewers can only imagine what those brothers were going through in the year of 1911. You know, it's interesting because um, normally now my co-host, uh, Dia Hayden from the University of Pennsylvania also has a degree in history. So you'll recall from your studies, Adia, that um, the origin of the Ku Klux Klan wasn't necessarily in the South. Indiana was the bastion of racism for this country, so much so that the Grand Poobah of the Klan would ride on a train throughout the state of Indiana telling the governor and all the legislators what to do. Mm-hmm. In current state, the largest concentration of active Ku Klux Klan members is right outside Philadelphia in Allentown, Pennsylvania. No way. Yes. So you got active members, Philadelphia, right. Pittsburgh, and Alabama. Yes, sir. I mean, often called Pennsylvania. Back to our program. Yes, Representative well, <laughs> Robinson. Um, it sounds like you are a busy man. You do have a lot going on. Um, you are an insurance agent. You are currently in the Illinois State Assembly, um, and I see here that you are also running for the uh, fourth ward alderman seat of Chicago City Council. That is correct. I'm looking to use my experience as a state legislator. Uh, Look, we appropriate money. We amend laws. We make blue laws. Uh, Being an educator, a small business owner, uh, someone that ran a mentoring program and understands economic development to the city of Chicago. I know that uh, both of you and your viewers know that our great city, uh, that we talked about a little earlier in the show, uh, is at a crossroads. And so I'm looking uh, to fill the gap uh, that is going to be open 
by Alderman King, uh, who's running for mayor, who's currently the fourth ward alderman. Mm-hmm. And for our, uh, me, as well as our listening audience, would you be leaving the state assembly to go uh, take on the city position or how do those roles interact? So the inauguration for all city officials, the mayor, city treasurer, city clerk, and all 50 aldermen uh, will be in May. That will be the inauguration uh, for those officials. And uh, uh, from my mouth to God's ears, I want to be in that number. Uh, come May. And so at that point, I would have to give up my seat as uh, the 5th District State Representative. Aha. Uh-huh. One of the things that we, we like to do on all of MCP platforms, when it is that uh, a candidate is candidating for an office, is to look back on their successes or failures. And we, we call it receipts. Um, I, I know that's what the young folk call it. Isn't that right, dear? You're so hip. <laughs> what is hip? Tell me, tell me, if you really think you know. Yeah, I, I got the lyrics too, bro. Um, so let's look at your receipts. Because if if you are aspiring to be the fourth ward alderman for the city of Chicago, then you've got to bring a record of what you've done distinctively in the 5th District. Now, uh, in the run-up to this this morning's program, we talked about you're a member of the Illinois Black Legislative Caucus. Is that correct? That is correct. You guys had some just outstanding success with your legislative agenda. Share with us some of that success. Well, look, uh, we have been struggling uh, in the African-American community uh, for years. We continue to struggle. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, the Illinois Black Caucus um, has come, have come together to make sure we tackle a couple of areas. Uh, one is around public safety, economic development, uh, health care, education. These are all three areas, unfortunately, that uh, black folks, uh, in Illinois and really across the U.S., uh, you mentioned Joe Biden a little earlier, are struggling with. And so I have been honored to work alongside my colleagues in Christ across the entire state and understand that the legislation that we put forward not only helps black people, but it helps poor folks uh, that live in the state of Illinois. Uh, you mentioned the Safety Act um, and making sure that, uh, look, uh, you can't pay your way out of jail. And so that was one of the key components of the Safety Act, what we call bail reform. Uh, and so we were able to get uh, that passed. And then also um, we, after 40 years, uh, were able to bring in, usher in, a new Speaker of the House, Emmanuel Chris Welch. And so I want to give your viewers. Hold on, man. You got to slow that down. Isn't he the first African-American speaker of the House for the state of Illinois? Absolutely. So we got to get a hand clap of applause for that because he's doing a pretty hands down smack dab good job. Thank you, sir. Please continue. Thank you for that, because after 40 years, that's important because that post holds a lot of power and can change the trajectory of black communities all across the state. And that seems like a heavy lift, but it can be done. And Chris Speaker Welch uh, is the man for the job. And I've just been so happy for five years to call him a friend and now to be able to call him Speaker of the House. Absolutely. You you know, I want to stick with what you've done in the 5th District, but I would be remiss if I didn't give the list. It's a hit list of aldermen from the 4th Ward. One of our great friends, Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle, served as alderman of the 4th Ward. Uh, Prior to Madam President, Chief Judge of the Cook County Circuit Court, the largest circuit court system on the planet, Chief Judge Timothy Evans, former alderman in the 4th Ward. And then our good friend, William Burns, former 4th Ward alderman. 
Good night, man. You've got some huge footprints. You know, I absolutely do. And uh, I have to give kudos to former alderman and Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle, who I met in uh, 2008 when I started my business in the Fourth Ward. Uh, Tony, we call her Tony because uh, that's what she asked us to call her. And that just shows who she is, who her character is. It's not about titles, right? Uh, Tony uh, and I met in 08 and in 09, she put me to work. <laughs> that's not, that sounds like Madam President. <laughs> area commissioner on 47th Street that uh, was distinctively uh, had the job of making sure that we had a clean uh, retail corridor that we brought businesses into the ward. Uh, also, another aspect is economic development. Uh, and I started uh, that in, again, 09, when I had hair and no gray. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, Madam President is also supporting my candidacy as fourth ward alderman. Uh, you may know that she spent uh, 19 years as alderman. And so to have someone like that as your mentor and friend and supporter uh, I, I'll tell you, I'm extremely honored. You know, I don't want to give any short riff to uh, Alderman, Alderwoman, Alderman, Sophia King, or um, Shirley Newsom, um, but um, those who've come before you um, have done, you know, just an excellent job. And, um, in, in fact, it, what's interesting is this. The Cook County Board President, there are more people who have her cell number than you can shake a stick at. So are you going to be or are you now one of those elected officials wherein your residents can reach you either in your office or via the same cell phone number? Because I sometimes feel a certain kind of way when folk get elected to office and they they can only be reached by going through their people. And you may have known them since they were knee high to a grasshopper. They go Hollywood on you. They go Hollywood. <laughs> and then you can't reach. You got to have your people call my people to get you a trash empty. Really? Mm. Well, you mentioned uh, receipts and I was tickled because, uh, look, I'm in that era. We, we talk about it all the time. Show me the receipts. And uh, uh, my constituents uh, in the 5th District, I represent 100,000 folks now. 100,000 folks don't have my cell phone number. (laughs) What do you mean? Many, many of my seniors do. And boy, let me tell you, they will call. And uh, that's okay because I represent the 5th District in the Illinois General Assembly, and I'm happy to do so. And look, I cannot get to everyone. I cannot be everywhere, but I certainly can text. And I certainly can answer calls and return calls. And so uh, for me, making sure that I am accessible and approachable is extremely important. I've always done that. And uh, I'm not going to go Hollywood now. Well, I absolutely appreciate that. And what's interesting is in the introduction, you talked about quad city development. And then you talked about um, following that, the... Um, then Alderman, current board president, uh, Tony Preckwinkle, tasking you to uh, look at business corridors and how those can be improved in the ward. Tell me what the 5th District looks like now that it didn't look like prior to your tenure as its representative in the the Illinois General Assembly. You know, I I think that good uh, news for you, bad news for the public is you got time to think about your answer because music in the background tells me it's time to go for notice that this is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We'll be right back after this short station break. Are you looking for a new career? YWCA Metropolitan Chicago has partnered with a global manufacturing company seeking to fill several roles in their south suburban location. No experience required. They're seeking to fill the following positions. Assembly operator, automation technician, molding operator, quality inspector, setup technician, forklift driver, cycle counter, material handler. If interested, contact 773-902-8989. Email cvcf at ywcachicago.org. Starting a job search? In need of training to get new skills? Are you an employer 
Looking for a great hire? The Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership can help. We're the umbrella organization for the largest publicly funded workforce development system in the nation, serving Chicago and Cook County. Our network consists of more than 90 community-based organizations that can offer you the assistance you need at no cost. Make the call. Dial 1-800-720-2515 or visit shycookworks.org. Find the connection you need. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We have Illinois State Representative Lamont Robinson on the phone, and we were just getting into the great work that he has currently done for the 5th District. Um, And, you know, we'll also talk a little bit about more on what he wants to do for the state of Illinois in general. Um, So, Representative, we were talking about small businesses and just businesses in general um, in the 5th District and how has that district changed under your leadership and representation? Thank you for that. And then again, I appreciate the opportunity. You know, one way that, uh, a major way that the 5th District has changed is it was able to keep uh, a great institution that has been serving the African-American community uh, for 100 plus years, and that is Mercy Hospital. Uh, for a year, uh, on, on a couple of 19 degree days, uh, rain, sleet, snow, and some sunshine, uh, I was uh, on the curb protesting uh, the fight to keep Mercy Hospital open uh, with the Teamsters and SEIU, uh, some community organizations, pastors. Uh, and a few friends and some colleagues. Uh, it would have been a travesty to lose our hospital. Uh, we, uh, unfortunately can't show up Northwestern. We can't show up to U of C. Uh, Mercy Hospital is a safety net. So that means that it takes everyone, no matter if you could pay or not. So we talk about food deserts, but we really don't talk about health care deserts. And if that hospital would have closed, it would have been a healthcare desert and and devastating to the south side of Chicago. So when you say you can't show up at the University of Chicago, what does that mean? You know, what I mean by that, and thank you for the clarity, is we have safety nets all across the state. Uh, and those safety nets, again, uh, take folks uh, that do not pay. Uh, University uh. of Chicago and Northwestern. Uh, our hospitals that, you know, folks have uh, insurance. And so they pick and choose where safety net cannot pick and choose. They have to accept everyone, no matter if they can pay or not. Mm. Interesting. So they were having financial troubles. Who is, uh, if the patients are not the ones paying, who, you know, foots most of the bill for these hospitals? The state of Illinois. And uh, we have within the uh, J.B. Pritzker administration, uh, given more to safety nets across the state than any other administration because we understand the importance of health care. Uh, we don't have anything if we do not have our health. And so that's why it was so important to make sure that we kept Mercy Hospital open, uh, that, that the new name of the hospital is called InSight. So wait a minute. So Mercy Hospital as an entity no longer exists, but the hospital has been rebranded, I guess. That is correct. And the new name is Insight. 
Insight Hospital. Go figure. Who knew that? Thank you for that. That's new news, courtesy of State Representative Lamont J. Robinson Jr. That's receipts. <laughs> That's he was her. in the street. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Brother Representative, I just learned that your receipts include you being in the street. Protesting, yes, for the good uh, people to have a hospital. That's important work. Though. Absolutely. That's, 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 in fact, you, you know, I tend to think, Representative Robinson, that economic development includes the quality of health care in the community. Oh, it absolutely does. Uh, look, not only uh, keeping that hospital open uh, for the health care aspect, we also have to think about the economic engine in the fourth ward, right? The jobs, uh, the contracts. Uh, the small businesses that tie into that hospital. Uh, and so that is back to the E word, economic development. You know, one of the things, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, by way of example, there is a hospital on 93rd Street, and the name of the hospital escapes me, but I recall um, a member of MCP who is or has and electrical officer. He's an electrician. And he shared with me that every hospital contracts with um, electrical companies um, for myriad of electrician-type works. And they all have subcontractors, but not one hospital in the state of Illinois has as its prime contractor an African-American-owned electrical company, even when these hospitals are lodged in African-American communities. Black companies are regulated to the subcontractor role, even in their own communities. How? What kind of foolishness is that? Well, look, I think that that is extremely uh, important to know because that comes back to us. Look, these hospitals would not be open uh, if, for, if not for the state. These hospitals are majority funded by the state of Illinois. And so we have a say uh, in contracts. We have a say how the hospitals are ran and uh, making sure that, look, if we are supporting you with X amount of funds to keep those hospitals open, uh, we should be looking into uh, making sure that contracts uh, for the majority of the folks that go to those hospitals are uh, easily accessible. And so I appreciate that that uh, information because that is something that the Illinois General Assembly can certainly absolutely take on and take up. Mm-hmm. And as we think about uh, revenue generation for the state of Illinois, you currently have a bill um, on the floor that is a proposal to grant sports book licenses to professional sports franchises. I see that could bring in a little bit of revenue for the state of Illinois here. Well, look, we need to look at all ways to be able to bring revenue into the state uh, and not on the back of the citizen. Uh, we're one of the highest uh, states in the nation. Uh, and we know that uh, through COVID and then a little bit of a recession, our folks are struggling. And so, again, we have to be able to put, as my dad would always say, our thinking caps on to be able to look at holistic ways all across the state to be able to bring in revenue. Because, again, we cannot always go back to the citizens. So when you say one of the highest states, you mean the highest states in what altitude, attitude, latitude? <laughs> what, what are you referring to? What one of the highest states? I'm going to do a new word: taxitude. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that taxitude upon my relocation. <laughs> I, I made a uh, an online order that I included an old shipping address and thought the price was one thing. And then when I updated it to the new shipping address, the price also updated um, to about $40 more, given the whole total. But (laughs) yes, taxitude. Yeah. So, okay. I appreciate the creativity of thinking um, of other ways to generate money because oftentimes it's easy to think about, you know, like the plastic bag taxes or things that are passed down um, to the consumer. But uh, with this bill, how do you see the money coming in from other sources? You know, with with the sports uh, bill, uh, again, 
uh, our folks are going uh, to gamble. They are going to make bets. Uh, and we need to be able to capture that. Um, I remember uh, talking about, and thank goodness that we finally are able to, and I'm not a gambler. Uh, and so let me put that out there. Uh, but if we go to the state of Indiana, which we talked about a little earlier, just across the line in Gary, Indiana, you go to the parking lot uh, to your viewers, the majority of the license plates were not Indiana. They were Illinois. Mm-hmm. And so uh, while we are gambling and making those bets, that money stays in Indiana. That money for neighborhood schools, that money for public safety, that money for health care and economic development, all those monies go to Indiana and not state of Illinois. And so the bill that I have on the floor, and thank you for bringing that up this morning, is able to capture uh, that money and make sure that money stays in the state of Illinois. So that way, again, we don't have to be taxing uh, the citizens of Illinois so we can make sure that money goes back in our neighborhood schools and back to making sure that we have great health care uh, in the state of Illinois. So you bring up neighborhood schools, and before we transition to your vision for the fourth ward as we close out this conversation about your work in the General Assembly. Well, hold on. There was one more thing in the bill that I wanted to highlight, which was the impact on minority uh, owners and organizations that are minority uh have minority ownership. There's a little bit of an incentive in that bill. Uh, am I correct, Representative Robinson? That is correct, and thank you for that. Uh, I will tell you that uh, we see 3,000 bills, and we have some great bills, and thank you for that because, um, you know, there's a lot of money that exchanges in Springfield, um, but unfortunately, a lot of that money does not uh, go into the hands of African Americans. And so for me, uh, it was important to have a bill on the floor as it relates to sport wagering, gaming, that the African American community uh, is able to be a part of. And so for me, any large legislation like this legislation or the lead replacement pipe uh, legislation that I passed in the Illinois House uh, has provisions for the minority, particularly the African-American community, to be able to get a, a slice of the pie. And so uh, just like cannabis, and I know there are issues as it relates to the cannabis legislation, uh, some of those kinks were still working out, but there are provisions for the minority and specifically for the African-American community. And so any large bill that comes through, uh, again, having provisions, to make sure that we sit at the table is extremely important. And back to the sports wagering bill, that's part of that bill that I have on the floor. Uh, We need to make sure that we, again, are at the table and can get a bite of the apple. So thank you uh, for bringing that up. Thank you for thinking of us. No, <laughs> including that. Now we just got to get more black electricians in the hospitals and, you know, continue that push. That sounds like a um, a laudable objective. Um, so consistent with your um, efforts on gaming, any thoughts on name, image, and likeness? You know, I am the chair, thank you, of uh, the uh, data analytics and uh, data analytics and cybersecurity. It's a long one. And so uh, making sure that we really look at all the things that are going on around recognition, it's a scary world out there, and also making sure that um, we protect our constituents uh, is something that I have been working on, uh, and making sure that uh, bills come through um, our safety mechanisms to, again, protect citizens from all the things that are going on in our world today. Uh, And so uh, for me, uh, it is something that I'm going to miss. I look forward to also being on uh, that committee uh, at the city council that also has a committee on uh, uh, IT data analytics because 
it is an area that we have to be very careful in. Representative, uh, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but that music you hear getting ever so louder in our ears reminds us it's time to remind our listening and viewing audience this is the Mike and Mandy Plant Foundation Hour. We'll return after this short station break with from the 5th District State Representative Lamont J. Robinson, Jr. Starting a job search? In need of training to get new skills? Are you an employer looking for a great hire? The Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership can help. We're the umbrella organization for the largest publicly funded workforce development system in the nation, serving Chicago and Cook County. Our network consists of more than 90 community-based organizations that can offer you the assistance you need at no cost. Make the call. Dial 1-800-720-2515 or visit shycookworks.org. Find the connection you need. YWCA Metropolitan Chicago has partnered with a global manufacturing company seeking to fill open positions in their south suburban location. No experience required. If interested, contact 773-902-8989. Email cvcf at ywcachicago.org. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Welcome back to the My Community Foundation Hour. Our guest on today from the 5th District State Representative Ramon J. Robinson, Jr., who was also... A candidate for the office of Alderman in the 4th Ward. Pretty big footsteps to fill, but Representative Robinson Jr. concludes he has the feet to fill the seat. Welcome back to the program. Representative Robinson, you still there? I am happy to be here again on this uh, beautiful 19 degrees Sunday morning. <laughs> Did you take another walk outside? <laughs> it said, nah, I'll go back into the comfy confines of the house. Hey, listen, um, you, you, you are can- campaigning for the seat of Alderman uh, in the Fourth War, city of Chicago. Um, so let, let's start by um, listening to you. Share with us um, your vision for the Fourth Ward. I think that uh, uh, we should uh, take a step back and uh, look at the boundaries of the historic Fourth Ward, if, if I may. Uh, goes uh, as far south as the Hyde Park community, uh, the uh, Kenwood, uh, North Kenwood, Bronzeville, uh, the South Loop, the Loop, uh, and then over to Printers Row. Uh, and uh, in the remap, uh, the ward uh, also has uh, some parts of Washington Park. And so for me, making sure that we have equity uh, from Kenwood High School on the south end to uh, Jones Commercial on the north end, uh, making sure that our schools uh, have uh, what the tools that it needs for our students to be successful. Uh, public safety is extremely important. It's the number one issue that I hear as I am out uh, door knocking uh, and also uh, being a resident of the fourth ward. Uh, making sure that folks are able to be safe when they are out in the community. Uh, Economic development, uh, making sure that uh, we are uh, building affordable housing and uh, building a new retail and bringing new retail into uh, the ward and bringing constituents into the room to make sure they have a voice. Then also uh, being a alderman that is accessible, as we talked about uh, a little earlier, and also approachable. Uh, and so really, uh, for me, those are the areas that I want to dive into 
Uh, and again, my vision is to make sure that we have equity across the, the entire fourth ward. You know, what's interesting is there's a comment I read that there is no other ward in the city with equitable amounts of wealth and poverty. So as you talk about the boundaries, Kenwood on the south north to Jones, I think Jones Prep High School. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, part of the South Loop and the historical Bronzeville, as well as parts of Washington Park and Hyde Park. My goodness, that's a that is probably one of the more diverse, although Sean Tanner may disagree, uh, diverse wards in the city. That's an awful lot of people geography. So about 50,000 folks, one of the uh, most diverse uh, 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 wards uh, in the city of Chicago. High net worth, like you said, middle class, low income. Uh, and uh, really, I look at it uh, from a a point of talking about low income, uh, the area that uh, really is the bubble in the ward is 47th and Lake Park to 35th Street. Uh, that is the area, unfortunately, that we see uh, high rates of low income, high rates of violence. Uh, and so my objective is going to be to zoom in into that bubble and uh, lean in on city resources, some of our corporate citizens, uh, we got uh, Northwestern Hospital that's coming uh, to that corridor. Uh, we have University of Chicago, as we talked about a little earlier, uh, utilizing uh, some of the uh, large institutions to bring much more much needed resources uh, to the area. It's something that I'm tasked with. It's something that I'm also up to the job uh, to make sure that we move the needle in the fourth ward for its citizens. How do you um, go about promoting that equity with folks on the opposite end, right? You don't, you know, people might give you the reputation of you're only looking out for a subset of the ward by maybe prioritizing lower income folks. Um, but we know that driving equity for all does create equity across background. Um, but what do you say to maybe folks on the higher end of that when you come in and say, I want to bring these resources um, to the lower income neighborhoods? I say uh, no need to worry uh, that I have the receipts. I am a state representative that uh, represents 100,000 folks right now in one of the most diverse uh, districts in the entire state. Again, high net worth, middle class, low income. And I've been able to make sure that uh, I juggle both, that I uh, uh, spend time, that I'm accessible, that I bring resources to the north end of my district. Uh, and look, the 5th District goes as far south as 81st and Jeffrey to the South Shore community along the lakefront to the River North community. And so uh, for me, spending time in River North, uh, bringing resources to the River North community, working alongside the Alderman in River North, but then also doing the same on the south end on the, in the South Shore community. And so, again, I've been doing the work. I have the experience, and I will not uh, – we mentioned being Hollywood – uh, I, have to, <laughs> uh, that. I have to bring that back up because it tickles me every time to say it. But again, having the receipt as a state rep uh, who represents 100,000 folks uh, doing the same as the uh, representative of the city council in the fourth ward. So listen, I, I've, I've got to say, um, if I'm not mistaken, you are also a graduate of an HBCU. Mm-hmm. I am. Clark Atlanta University, uh, where that was the first real race that I had. I ran for Student Government Association in my junior year. Uh, I lost big time. Uh, and that's when I learned about door knocking, uh, because I made sure in my senior year that I, I door knocked every single dorm door on the campus of Clark Atlanta University. And that is how I was able to be successful as the Student Government Association president. And really, you, you look back at 20-plus years later, uh, I door-knocked my way to being state representative, and now I'm door-knocking my way to being <laughs> the world. Hey, if it ain't so, broke. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm not mad at you. You know, when I, when I hear about two things, one, 
the loss because losses are important. It, it, it keeps you humble and it, it helps you learn what you need to work on. And the notion that you would take a defeat um, and as pastors always say, eat the meat and throw away the bones and the meat you ate allowed you to work a little harder and perhaps a little differently um, to be successful at that task and thereby become student body president, student association president, rather, um, in your senior year. So those kinds of um, educational experiences, um, if you allow them to, they help you out later in life. In fact, we we know Barack Obama got soundly spanked by um, Representative Bobby Rush and then went on to become president. And getting spanked helped him learn, just as you pointed out, the necessity um, to never have space between you and the electorate to knock on those doors yourself. That's a, that's an excellent, excellent story. I like I like that story. And then, of course, um, I'm, I'm going to suggest $15 million to help build a community center is no small victory. You know, look, uh, are you... I have to be able to go to spaces uh, that they can call their own, to be able to play basketball, to be able uh, to just get away from home and have a safe space. And so for me, uh, bringing a community center to the Brazil community is extremely important because, unfortunately, we don't have many of those spaces. But then also uh, making sure that I uh, look out for my seniors and securing $10 million uh, for a senior center as well. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, when I first uh, got to be a state rep, uh, my seniors talked about having their own space to be able to play bid with and to be able to... Not uh, bid. A bid with, <laughs> bid with I still don't. And I went to HBCU that you mentioned, and I still don't know how to play. <laughs> well, you were studying. It's okay. You were too focused in the books. And you, you know, were playing cards. who are big whiz champions don't have degrees. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I went to Fisk. Trust me, bro. If you're spending your time playing big whiz, you were not studying. Anyway, listen, we sure appreciate you getting up on this cold Sunday morning, bright and early to speak with us. We... Um, appreciate your service to the citizens of the 5th District. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of families that live in that community center and seniors as well. We look forward to hearing more from you in this upcoming race and looking for success thereafter. Thank you, Representative Lamont Robinson Jr. for joining us on the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. Thank you both for this great opportunity and happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays to all our listening audience, and we will see you next week. 